Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nerd Geek Dork. It's our podcast where we discuss the nerdy, geeky, or dorky side of pop culture. I'm Pete the Retailer, and with me, as always, is L. Adam. Hello. Uh, today, we're branching out again. Remember last time we did uh, uh, we did this topic that wasn't necessarily considered nerdy, geeky, dorky uh, by many, and that was Huey Lewis in the News. This time, uh, we're covering a topic that might even be considered the antithesis of nerdy, geeky, or dorky, but <laughs> but it's not. And, and we'll talk about why. We're, we're talking about hockey. Um, ice hockey is a team sport played on ice in which skaters use sticks to shoot a hard rubber hockey puck into their opponent's net to score points. Um, it's known as the fastest game on earth, or the fastest game on ice. I don't know how you want to go about that. In the United States, um, it's represented by the National Hockey League, the NHL, which uh, fields 30 teams spread across the U.S. and Canada, where all 30 teams compete for what is the most beautiful trophy in all of sports, the Stanley Cup. And we, we end up discussing the Stanley Cup a little bit. And uh, it's, it's hockey's got a lot of unique things about it that really make it the dorkiest or the, or the geekiest of all the sports. Well, the four major sports, at least, I'm sure. You know, there's some, uh, some geekier things about uh, curling or something like that. But um, uh, we also, in the course of things, find out that you got into hockey from playing a video game, which is interesting. Because I love NHL 94. It's kind of a weird backwards uh, thing, but it works. Totally yeah. mission accomplished on their part. Hey, it worked. Yeah. So let's uh, let's jump into it because we have uh, we have a couple people here to uh, to talk about hockey. We have Anthony coming back. He's been here before. You guys all know him. Uh, we've got Liz, who's making her first appearance, and she's also just newly into hockey. So she's got some interesting uh, points of view there that don't go along with Pete's views. <laughs> right. Yeah. Liz and I disagree on uh, some major points, but uh, you'll see. But also, our third guest is Peter, who's not me. It's a guy named Peter, which I I, I gotta be more careful with the booking here. I, I don't believe, I can't believe I let you book a guy named Peter. He ends with an R. You don't. Well, sometimes I do. I'm jealous. True. I'm sorry. Um, it's all right. He's a good guy. He had a lot of cool stuff to say too. So let, let's stop talking about it and just start listening to it. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to start off with team allegiances and uh, and just kind of how we got there because it's an important part of why we like hockey. I think is the team that we fell into. I don't know a lot of people that just started liking hockey but don't really like a team that much. So uh, let's start, Liz. I know you're you're new to this whole thing. Yeah, this was just my second season uh, watching hockey, so I'm still pretty new. <laughs> and um, you ended up as a Rangers fan. Yeah, which makes sense because I'm from New York, from the actual city of New York, <laughs> not like New York State or whatever. I mean, technically, yeah, but you know, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Well, is that just why you picked them? You just kind no. Of, I, I mean, no. Fans? I started. I started watching because my um, my best friend is a big Rangers fan, and he has been since he was like you know ten. So, <laughs> and he's thirty five. So. <laughs> he's, you know, and I started watching because he was like, he was really into it, you know, um, 
uh, whatever season that was, not this one, but the one before. Um, so I was just, I would be hanging out with him and he'd be like, all right, I have to watch hockey now. And I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess I'm watching hockey. So I just got into it cause I had to watch it. If I wanted to hang out, I had to watch it. So, you know, it turns out I, I liked it a lot. So, you know, I like math and physics and stuff. So there's a lot of physics involved and yeah, so that, nice. that, that appeals to me. Excellent. Although I, I will get to the fact that I don't fully approve of your choice of teams, but that's okay. Downright <laughs> hates it is what he's going to tell you. But it's just, all right. Well, I don't like your face. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Good. <laughs> I've grown to accept that. <laughs> and uh, Peter, what about you? You uh, How'd you get into the whole thing? I got into hockey. Uh, well, I got to be honest. It was the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks got me into hockey, but I'm a, I'm a Caps fan um, by nature. Uh, my dad was actually a, like a Philadelphia sports fan. And I became a Cavs fan mostly despite him. <laughs> Although when I was like, you know, I was like when I was like fourteen or fifteen, the team was really good, or at least to me they were really good. They had this player, um, Chris Simon, who uh, I watched just destroy people. He was actually like the team's highest scoring, highest hitting guy for a couple years, and that guy really radicalized me. And then Alex Ovechkin came to DC, and I guess like two thousand five, and I, I thought he was the greatest. And so I've been a, a, a crazy psycho fan ever since around then. It, yeah, that's always a good way to get fully on board is when you get a kind of a, a marquee player like that like Obi. yeah yeah absolutely and and i think a lot of the sort of the entire city's fan base has been re-energized in the last seven years because of him it was sort of beat before that because of uh well pretty much just because of yaramir yager he ruined the team for about five years <laughs> <laughs> and uh adam i know you uh you mm. are a wings fan yeah but mighty ducks is kind of why I got into hockey too, and then uh, you can't use that answer. It was already used. I know. I no, know. You can use that. Hell yeah! That's, I'm building that's totally on. Legit. I'm building on it. You know. I own a Hawks jersey from from the Mighty Ducks. Come on, you know. <laughs> but uh, I guess uh, the Rangers '94 Cup run is when I was really exposed to hockey because uh, growing up a Spanish kid in the projects, you don't really watch too many hockey games. Oh, and man. then I want to say like NHL '94 and '95, I would play as the Red Wings. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to start rooting for the Red Wings. Like when I got cable, I would watch Red Wings games and that was it for me. Random. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very weird. You're just like, I just like the name, I guess. You know, uh, I don't know. Okay. It's Well, they were also like a beast team in the games too. Yeah, so they were really like, good in, the, in NHL 94. Yeah, so. Follow in that time too. Like, like 94 to 98, they were just one of the coolest teams. Yeah. So whenever anyone asks me, I have to be like, because of a video game. So you're, like, you're, you're not from Detroit? I'm like, no. I like the games. <laughs> you have to say it with more gusto. Yeah. Because and of now, an awesome video game. And now we're going to hear from uh, Pete and Anthony, who are pretty much going to answer the same damn thing. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not going to tell my story because it's similar to Anthony's story, I'm sure, except not as cool. So, Anthony, I know you're... you're your allegiance. You're a New York Islanders fan, as am I. Yeah, well, I, you know, growing up on um, Long Island, and especially I was I was six years old when the Islanders won their first Stanley Cup. So I, I was basically, in, in a way, like just born into their, you know, born into it. Just I, you had no choice being an Islander fan on Long Island. Yeah, and I just I remember um, I think I was like in second grade, and this kid was this fifth grader was walking around uh, recess and he was asking um, people if they were Ranger fans or Islander fans and rumor has it if you said you were a Ranger fan he would punch you <laughs> so I remember like just like waiting for him like I couldn't wait like I'm gonna tell him I'm an Islander fan I'm an Islander fan and at that point I didn't really I didn't really know anything like I didn't really care 
But I told him I was an Islander fan, and I, I almost, like, looking back, I feel like that's why I'm an Islander fan. Like, just because <laughs> I declared at that moment I was an Islander fan. Hmm. I thought but you were going to say, you said you were an Islanders fan, and he punched you anyway. <laughs> yeah, so at, between that and them winning four Stanley Cups, basically, and living on Long Island, I guess, I, that's why I'm an Islander fan. Yeah. And I've, I've been following them pretty much, oh, I mean, besides, like, few like years in college not you know really paying attention but even like through their bad years i've been paying a lot of attention to them i'm not a bandwagon fan that's what i'm trying to bring out right gotcha. now now when you say bad years you mean pretty much every year since 83 right <laughs> oh. <laughs> they had a good year like 92 93 they had a good team yeah beat the penguins in the playoffs yeah it was big upset we prevented the penguins from winning their third stanley cup i totally thought they were going to win they were going to beat the penguins this year i was hoping for it i hate the penguins so we're pretty much all united in hating the penguins this is fantastic yeah, yeah. There we i can go. all agree on something pretty all regardless right. of our alliances <laughs> Yeah, I can't stand them. Though I, I would have rather them as, than the Bruins <laughs> in the finals. I just don't like the Bruins. And it, it's mostly a personal vendetta against one of my good friends. Most most uh, New England teams I just hate without because I grew up in New York. Yeah. But there are some singularly hateable players on yeah. the Bruins roster, to be fair. Like, if, if you want to hate somebody, Brad Marchand is right there. <laughs> well, I saw him, like, outside of my office, like, a couple months ago, and I gave him that look. I guess they were like, and it was just like, wait a second, there's a lot of tall hockey players. I should, you know, just turn around and keep walking. <laughs> but uh, the reason I hate the Bruins so much more than I do your usual New England team is one of my good friends is a diehard Bruins fan. And he came to a bar where I was by myself watching a game six between the Sharks and the Red Wings two years ago in the playoffs. And the Red Wings were pretty much playing for their, their lives, lose, go home. And he basically sat there mocking me the whole time they were losing. And I was like, come on, man, there's like a sense of respect, even if, you know, you hate the team. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worked up right now and really upset that my team's about to get knocked out of the playoffs and you're just mocking everything going on. And that's fueled my hatred for the, for the Bruins. <laughs> the vendetta. That's pretty much all it takes. Oh, yeah, totally. But it's interesting that with all of our stories, you know, like a lot of other sports, a lot of other sports fandom is passed on. But nobody, you know, none of us were really like, yeah, my dad was really into uh, hockey or, you know, like, yeah, it's, you know, my family's always been into the Rangers or, or you know, my uh, it's like and Peter, you actually said like you switched like to to spite your father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and screw the Flyers, man. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. But uh, it, it's weird. It's interesting. Like, uh, Maybe I'm reading into that, but I think it says something about the kind of uh, hockey fan mentality or something that is not directly passed on as much. Hmm. I could be wrong. There, there's, I'm sure there are families out there that have, you know, are generations strong of of, uh, of hockey fans. But I've got a friend, uh, Rachel, who works on uh, my website with me, and she is, I think, like a like a third or fourth generation fan but they were all whalers fans back in the day oh. and obviously mm. that's defunct now and they i guess they relocated to the, the suburbs outside of dc and uh she's she outdoes all of them in radicalness radicalosity <laughs> extremism she's the craziest fan i've ever met she kind of creeps me out sometimes but she's the greatest <laughs> i do i do like i i follow her 
on Tumblr and like her posters that she brings to games are amazing. I will say that. And none of it's put on. That's who she is. She is that passionate. She's a very talented artist, but she feels so strongly that like I, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by it. I want to do better at what I do because of how, how strongly she feels about hockey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, you go a little out there too, man. I, I mean, I've seen you post videos of you like uh, doing push-ups until like someone scores or like uh, <laughs> or writing quick songs to play. Like you, you get into it. That's just boredom. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you got me there. Part of the nerdiness, dorkiness of, of hockey, at least uh, when I got into it, was it, I approached it the same way kind of that I approached X-Men uh, because I mean, they were probably around at the same time, within a couple of years of each other. But, like, the first issue of X-Men that I got, it was, like, just kind of, uh, you know, a huge crossover had just happened or was about to happen, and so there was, like, all kinds of kind of overhead, storytelling-wise, and I just picked up this issue because my friend was like, yeah, you got to read X-Men, it's good. And I started reading it, and I was like, what the hell is going on? This is awesome. And it just that kind of, like, enjoying being overwhelmed that, like, you know, because then the next time I, I, next issue I got, I started to put the pieces together a little bit. And with hockey, it, 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 you know, there's a lot of kind of esoteric rules. At the time, you know, even the, the divisions and conferences were like this kind of arcane knowledge that it's like, oh, yeah, the, you know, the, uh, the Campbell Conference, you know, the, uh, you know, I'm in the, you know, Prince of Wales division. And it's like, it, it, it's, there was a lot of lore and, and kind of nerdy stuff to find out about, which is, which is like icing, you know what I mean? Like, it was like fun to discover, fun to like learn all the rules, all the bits and pieces. Yeah, I think that was my favorite part about getting into hockey was like learning rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, re- I really like like uh, rules. <laughs> I like math, you know. I like physics. Yeah, I like I like knowing what's going on. You know, I don't know. So I, I Liz, can, Liz I can are you into like advanced stats at all? Have you have you? No, been I'm not there yet. I'm in calculus right now, so, so still but, starting. So you're gonna get tempted eventually, right? Someone's gonna I, I, pull you I, into Corsi. Yeah, you're going to explain Corsi, relative Corsi to me soon, right? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> but uh, eventually... That's my wheelhouse. <laughs> maybe in two years, I'll, I can talk to you about statistics. <laughs> but uh, I can relate to the enjoyment of rules. The one rule that is definitely explained the most at hockey games is definitely icing. I, I feel like almost every game I go to, I always hear that conversation you know, somewhere. like Just someone like, oh, what's icing? <laughs> and just uh, I sort of enjoy it. I don't. It's weird. See, if you like, I've been watching hockey since I was what, like, ten years old. If you ask me to give like a de- dictionary definition of what icing is, I'll have to think about it for a while. I, I, it's like <laughs> pornography. I know it when I see it. it it's crossed. <laughs> it has to cross two lines. I think. I think it says to be from my defensive zone past the goal line. That's that. I think is a good enough definition, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. There I should hate, be a I little hate. handout. Like a little like two sided flyer, that uh, sorry to bring up the flyers, but there should be a little two sided <laughs> handbill. There you go. That they just you know it's there. You can take it if you want it. And on one side it explains icing, on the other side it explains offsides. Because I've had a couple of people wonder like what the like why the play stopped. If you're if you're handing that out at the arena, I'd like it if you could hand out one that tells you not to lean if you're in the high seats. Don't lean forward because then the people behind you cannot see. Hmm. That's a big thing at Verizon Center. I don't know about where you guys go. It's got to be a thing at Madison Square Garden. That place is a monster. Like from up top, you, you, you pretty much have a good view, like the way it's built. That's the thing about hockey. Like it's, it's sort of like football where you get the low seats and those are the garbage seats. You know, and like in like basketball, you get floor seats. Everyone's like, whoa, those are the best seats in the house. In, in football, 
if you get you know seats on the fifty yard line, first row, you can't see anything. But yeah. in hockey, if you get the, like the nosebleed seats or like the press box seats, those are pretty boss seats because you can actually see the whole ice. That's true. Yeah, it's like similar to uh, the view that you get from TV, except uh, a little better. Yeah, definitely. I got to I got to enjoy a few Rangers games from the press box uh, last season. I think uh, my friend she works for a company that has one, and everyone they just like raffled the tickets to the employees and it was like I want to go to as many of these as possible <laughs> I went to one and it was 1989 Islanders versus Quebec Nordiques wow I was in the press box and I remember it was me and like a bunch of other you know like 15 16 year olds and I remember going into the box and they had like a you know like the, wait- the waitress just gave us a look like oh no like she knew she wasn't getting <laughs> a good tip that day so she was pretty disappointed but we were excited Pete you're you're your love of the Islanders includes one of my favorite stories. That time you got into a bar without an ID, how you proved you were old enough. Oh yeah, uh, we were going to a, like a bachelor party, and it was a huge, you know, huge group of people were already in there. Uh, it, was, it was a bar in Queens somewhere, and I, you know, going in, and I realized that I did not have my ID, and uh, so you know, I tried to get us, tried to explain. I'm like, oh, I'm with all these guys, you know. He's like, oh, I gotta see an ID, like you know, it doesn't matter. And I was like, ah, oh. I was wearing an Islanders hat, and he looks at me, he's like, Islanders, huh? He's like, all right, I'll let you in if you tell me who's the best natural scorer of all time. I was like, Mike Bossy, no question. And he's like, all right, go on in. (laughs) And just instantly, I don't know if that proved my age or if that just proved that I was, uh, you know, cool enough to get into the bar. Considering the state the Islanders were in at the time, probably not cool enough. So probably just proving (laughs) my age. One thing I wanted to talk about with the, about the Stanley Cup, um, hockey, like the, the the trophy, you know, the end goal is the, the Stanley Cup. There's such an obsession for with with you know obviously not obviously with the players, but also with the fans to the point that the Stanley Cup is almost like a it's like a religious um, artifact. Oh yeah. yeah, and I don't know, like I'm not sure how it is for other sports, but hockey with the Stanley Cup playoffs, I mean, fans are just making replicas of the cup. And just like bringing them to the games, and when they're tailgating, they're just like parading it around. And then there's you know the you know, the, the desire to kiss the cup. I mean, whoever gets their photo with the Stanley Cup wants to kiss it. Yeah. Oh, I've kissed it. It's great. Yeah, I've kissed it. You've kissed it. <laughs> yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I gave up on my dreams of ever winning it, so I was like, it's okay for me to touch it and kiss it. Yeah, I re- I went to I was in Toronto, uh, maybe about like seven years ago and we went to the hockey hall of fame there and we were going through and we were seeing like all sorts of things, whatever. And I'm like, Oh, this is cool. Like good stuff. Then like my wife and I were just about to go into, I guess it was like the store. I don't know if it was like the Maple Leaf store or it was just some like miscellaneous, like NHL store. And some security guy goes, Oh, did you see the Stanley cup? I'm like, no, where is it? He's like, it's upstairs. And like, I see the sign. It was like trophy room. And I went upstairs, and they had the Stanley Cup, and I was like just freaking out. I was just so giddy and happy, and oh, it was crazy. Like I just ran up to it and I gave it a big kiss. <laughs> it's, it's totally understandable. It's a it's a different kind of trophy than the rest you see in sports. I mean, yeah. For, first of all, it's older than every other trophy in sports. Second, it's like unlike the the Lombardi Trophy, which is this sort of like ugly deco '70s style thing. It 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 really is kind of a beautiful clunky thing it's you're absolutely right that it's it's surrounded by a lore of mythology and everyone gets their day with the cup after they win it right. and, you know, there's babies that are baptized in it and people drink beer and people do gross things out of it 
Plus, <laughs> if you win it, you get your name on it. Which is awesome. Yeah. The thing, what I love most about it and what I, why I value it over every other sports trophy is that you win the championship. The next season, you're fighting for the right to keep your trophy. In every other league, you go to their, like, their museum and they have like their four or five trophies on display. They just make a new one every year. But with hockey, that's, that's it. That's Hell your yeah. trophy. Right. And it's got its own caretaker. Yeah. Mike Bolt is great. He was super nice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm really jealous of you right now. (laughs) Well, I I got, because he, I went one time, it was at the NHL store. And then I was at this weird, like, NHL party at Sean Avery's bar. And all of a sudden, Mike Bolt shows up with the cup and just, like, has it in the bar chilling. So I got to see it twice. And I was like, hey. Can Can I ask you to rewind a little bit? You know where you lost me? Sean Avery's, Sean Avery's bar. Sean Avery's bar? Yeah, he owns a bar in the city. Yeah. Is it any good? Uh, it's all right. Um, I've gone a few times. Every Do once in a while, like, the players will come in. It's pretty nuts. Do a lot of D-bags go there? Uh, some, yes. <laughs> I remember hearing a story how he got into a fight with another player. And, like, apparently he told them. I don't know who he got into a fight with, but apparently he told the guy, like, you're not allowed in my bar. So I don't <laughs> wow. While they were on the ice, like, that was, like, a big thing. Like, he would, I guess he would, hockey players would hang out there. And, He's like, know. I'm going to take my bar and go home. <laughs> I've, I've never felt as small as when one time I was there after a game and all of them just walked in and it was like, wow, they are dwarfing me. <laughs> like, Eric Stahl, like, slid up next to me to, like, I mean, not Eric, uh, Mark Stahl. Mark. Yeah, I slid up to me to order a drink, and I just like turned around. I was like, "You, you don't look that big when I'm watching you on TV." But he was like a freaking giant. It was yeah, he's insane. like six foot four. He's yeah. he's, a, he's a monster. That and Brian Boyle is too. Tall. Brian Boyle was just a monster. Now, Liz, did you uh, miss out on the Sean Avery thing, or you know what we're talking about? He was kind of a force to be reckoned with. Uh, or to be uh, I know the name. Okay. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I couldn't tell you details about his life. <laughs> Lucky you. He's very into fashion. <laughs> oh, okay. The fashion part's fine. Yeah. The, he's he's a wretched player. He's he was known as a pest, and so he used to. I think there's an Avery rule, which is about distracting oh, goal, yeah. goaltenders, right? Did that, yeah. that to Brodor? Wait, yeah. Stick in front of the goalie's face. Yeah. He was he was oh, banned yeah. for he's banned yeah, for like I six think. games for uh, saying something nasty about somebody's girlfriend. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then on the other hand, he is also uh, he did a uh, uh, like it gets better video, and he was on uh, he interned for Vogue, and he was a guest star in an episode of Project Runway. Yeah, it's a yeah, he's a complicated guy. guy. He he's is a complicated guy. He contains multitudes, and no one understands him but his woman. It's true. Uh, no, wait, that's Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to talk about um, jersey collecting? Not anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we absolutely can. Uh, I know, well, it's a thing that, you know, Adam and I used to go up to the NHL store every once in a while and just kind of check out whatever, uh, you know, what, what jerseys they had. And we, we ended up buying a few, but I don't have a huge collection. I just got, you know, a handful of Islanders jerseys and then like, a, I think, a Nordiques jersey and an old uh, California Seals jersey. Well, yeah. Dude, Seals, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really great. A friend of mine works for, uh, or was working at the time for Ebbetsfield Flannels, and and was just like, "Hey, check this out!" and like sent me like a care package of cool stuff, and that was in there. Yeah, Def- defunct teams are something that the NHL has going on that no one else has because there's still so much. They're so cool, you know. If you've got like a Whalers or a Scouts 
or a Golden Seals jersey. That's that's a pretty legit, you know, piece of little little fanhood. That's why I've been rooting for uh, for the Phoenix Coyotes to get sold and moved because I, I really like their jerseys the past couple of years, and I I would like love for them to be a defunct team so I can I can pick up that jersey and not. So it's got a little more cachet than being a cheesy ass Glendale jersey. Yeah, and then I'm not really supporting a team that's playing. You know, what I mean, yeah. I don't I don't I don't really support the Coyotes, but if they right. uh, if all of a sudden they didn't exist anymore, I would totally scoop up that jersey instantly. Hey, I, I own that Minnesota Wild third jersey. I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan, but man, that is like the prettiest jersey I've ever seen. The one that looks like a Christmas sweater almost. Mm. <laughs> it's so good. I, uh, I, I've been uh, I own their season t- ticket holder for about five years now, and um, there's this. I, I've been sitting next to this guy who is uh, he collects jerseys. He collects game worn jerseys, and he um, he doesn't have ten. He doesn't have you know fifty or a hundred. I he told me he has thousands. Is he and Scrooge McDuck? He, <laughs> this it's been he's been and I believe he's been an original Islanders season ticket holder since seventy two. I think he told me that, but he doesn't look old enough. He uh, well game worn jersey. So basically, what a team does. I think this is um, league wide. A team has three sets of jerseys throughout a season and they you know a home and away and I guess I'm not sure how the third jersey falls into the category but they basically um, put these jerseys up for auction or for sale uh, three times a year you know they have the two the home jersey and the away jersey like goes for sale like first quarter then second quarter third quarter whatever and this guy he, he brings binoculars to every game and he you know, he basically just looks at players' jerseys. Like, if he has a jersey he's eyeing for, he just he looks for things like blood stains or tears or like scuff marks. He he only goes for players that he thinks are worth money. But he was telling me, you know, like if if there's a goalie that has maybe a blood stain on his jersey, like that jersey's worth more because goalies normally don't get blood on them. Or if it's a player that had a tear that was resewn, like that's worth more. So like he like these are the things he like looks for and it's just it's such like an interesting like like for like a collector like it was just this whole interesting world that like I never knew about until like I met this guy and it's just it's a weird thing for uh, you know normally for a collector like if it's in mint condition pristine it's it's you know more valuable and that's that's the thing that's sought after but for, for with game worn jerseys if it's got scuff marks and blood and tears and stuff then yeah. it's more valuable it's a weird. Uh, and he was telling me that sometimes he'll get a jersey that hasn't been cleaned, and that's worth even more. Ew. Yeah. Now I want a jersey. <laughs> I don't. That sounds gross. No, not one of those. I just want to buy a new jersey. It's been a while. Yeah. I, I've I only got to, one. Really? Yeah. I'm, 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 well, I don't know. I've never been into to collecting, um, at least not jerseys, like magic cards maybe. But uh, with jerseys, I've got a, a Matt Bradley um, Capitals. You guys might know. He was like, he was like a grinding player he was known for fighting and bleeding a lot mm. and uh his big moment was he, he stepped in well he had some playoff goals that were awesome but he stepped into a fight uh that alex ovechkin was going to get in and uh he, he got like third man in penalty and, and game misconduct and all that stuff but uh his jersey he signed it and it says i would fight for you too <laughs> it's, it's the best thing in my life i love wow. it wow that's, that's awesome. actually pretty cool <laughs> liz have you picked up any jerseys yet no they're too expensive I can I can I can give you a signed Rick Nash Columbus Blue Jackets jersey that I have like in one of my drawers somewhere. Don't do it! Don't do it! It's garbage. I just have it. 
No, I think if I had the money to buy a jersey, I think I would just buy a ticket to a game. I don't think I would spend it on a jersey because I don't have a lot of money. So if I, you know, if I came into that much money, I think I'd rather watch, you know, watch the jerseys being used than, uh, <laughs> right. than what, wear one, you know. Smart move. It does make sense. It don't. I mean, if I had unlimited money, it might be a different story. <laughs> <laughs> you could just make your own shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'll just get it like a white Hanes t-shirt and just, you know, Sharpie in. Something right. something profane about Lundquist. <laughs> uh, well, there's uh, Uniwatch, which is all just kind of you know all about the different changes and and kind of permutations in in sports uniforms. And uh, anytime he has like a get together or or like you know like a fan meeting, a fan party, and everybody's like, "Well, you must have this crazy jersey collection." And he's like, "No, I don't own any jerseys because like I'm just really into the design of it and the cool kind of you know changes and happenings and like the the minutia of it. But like, I'm not going to spend you know one hundred, two hundred dollars on like a polyester shirt. <laughs> and when, really, when you boil it down, that's pretty. That's that's what we're doing. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah. I love the people who make the uh, the Franken jerseys. Who you know they'll take a home and it away and basically just like sew them together. Yeah, there's some ridiculous stuff that goes on with like not just you know out of the box jerseys, but you know they'll take a home <coughs> and away and sew it together. Or sometimes there's like two different players. Or- there's uh, there's one actually I, I posted on my website, um, which is the most upsetting one you'll ever see. Crotchkin. It's <laughs> Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. We found it. We found it at. Um, <laughs> In at in Hershey at a, at a Hershey Bears AHL game, and it's you know the black it's a jersey so it's it's shirts you know split in half and sewed together and it's it just says Crotchkin and there's nothing you can you can't unsee it it's just there. That's awesome! <laughs> wow, <It's> hilarious! <laughs> I couldn't look at that and not laugh. That's, yeah, that's just, it's interesting. <laughs> One important thing uh, that hockey has that other sports don't have is sanctioned fighting. Yeah. <laughs> That's and one guess, of my favorite things. I guess we know where it is. Bloodlust. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love it. <laughs> it That's what I, I, when I was trying to explain what I liked about hockey, like whenever I'm trying to explain why I like hockey, I'm always like, well, you know, it's the marriage of math and violence and, and figure skating. <laughs> <laughs> and those things are all great when you mix them together. Wow. I used to be a big fighting fan and I've turned against it so hard in the last couple of years. Like uh w- like when I was little, I thought again like Chris Simon just beating the living hell out of somebody was the coolest. But like the more and more I I've I've learned about like um CTE and like brain injuries and stuff that happened like guys like Derek Bugard right. who you know had had um brain and and drug abuse problems and ended up dying. It, it gets so much less fun. And, now, you know, I say that, but the way those guys punch, I don't think is the main thing that contributes to those kinds of injuries. But anyway, the thing that, that keeps sticking in my head is that fights don't help win games. All they do is you make you feel better about the game you're playing, whether you're losing or winning. There, there, there's no advantage in 